Yes, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Fire Builders Live. My name is Josh Corporal. Like always, I am a streaming live from the Key West porch surrounded by roosters. Today, I have a very special guest, Jackie Woodside with us. Jackie, welcome to the show. Awesome. I'm just thrilled to be here. We've been talking since uh, midsummer, and it's great to finally get this done. It is, actually. We tried to get this done in season one, and then we had to change some things at the last minute, so we're finally able to do it. I'm super excited for this. Um, Before we get into what we're going to talk about today, let me explain to everybody listening at home what we do here on Fire Builders Live. Here's what we do. We stream live Monday through Saturday, six days a week, and we bring on these amazing guests, and we take big ideas, big goals, and we break them down into small steps things that you can do every single day to consistently improve and get you where you want to go. Today is no exception. I am so excited to have Jackie on the show. We've got, let me, let me tell you a little bit about her. Certified coach, former licensed psychotherapist for 30 years, three-time best-selling author, right? Three-time best-selling author, revered TEDx speaker, right? But you know what? Out of all of those things, the most impressive thing is that she is like, honestly, the happiest person that I know. And she knows, uh, you know, and, and you ask yourself, okay, how does one accomplish that? Well, in her words, the idea is to reject time management, but instead focus on managing your energy. She has a book, right? called Calming the Chaos, Managing Your Energy Rather Than Your Time, which, by the way, this particular book was selected by Inc. Magazine as one of the top 10 motivational books in 2015. Hell yeah. And, you know, using this kind of system, I mean, it's kind of part philosophy, it's part psychology and science, right? Managing your energy every day helps you really calm your mind and all of that chronic, overwhelming stress that we experience every single day. That is what we are going to be talking about today. Jackie, it is so good to have you once again. Welcome to Fire Builders Live. Thank you so much, man. It's awesome to be here with you. I'm just such a big fan of you and what you do and your knowledge of technology, plus your knowledge of coaching and your love of this industry. Uh, you know, you and I are kindred souls, not to mention your love of sailing in the tall ships and all things St. Lawrence River. So we. That's right. That's right. We, we cover really connected. I know. I know. I know. I'm surprised we haven't gotten married yet, but I'll be down soon. <laughs> well, and us, by the way, we'll be down soon. Well, I'll tell you, I, uh, you know, you are up in one of the most beautiful places in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? Don't tell everybody tell anybody about it. Don't tell anybody because it's like it's so serene because nobody knows it's the most beautiful place in the world. It is honestly, um, it is up, you know, like as you go. So so for, for those that don't know, like the the Great Lakes are connected to the Atlantic Ocean via the St. Lawrence Seaway, right? right? There's a way that you can actually take this river in and go through a couple of locks and stuff, but that gets you into the Great Lakes. And one of the portions of the St. Lawrence Seaway is it's called the Thousand Islands, and it is just the most beautiful, like, rocky... I don't even know how to describe... It's like it's like being in paradise and on the moon at the same time. It's like... <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it really is. And the most epic sunsets and sunrises over the river. I mean, it's just an extraordinary place. And I, you know, I'm fortunate to have grown up there. Um, and now I have a couple of places that I own on the water there and, and spend my summers up there. So, uh, yeah, I, I love it. And, you know, definitely we have to connect and do some, some stuff out on the river. We should, we should. And honestly, for everybody that feels 
jealous about me being down in Key West, just know that that is exactly how I feel when you tell me that you are living <laughs> in the Thousand Islands region. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, I wish I was up there. So sweet. Well, Jackie, what I like to do, since we already know that you're up in the Thousand Island region, what, what I like to do kind of to start this off, tell me a little bit nowadays because you were traveling around, you were doing these in-person speaking events, things yeah, like that, yeah. speaking from yeah. state. How has your life changed? What's a typical day in Jackie's life these days? Changed because of COVID, you mean? Yeah, just in general, like in 2020. In <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Are we done yet? <laughs> yeah, right? Almost. No, I, I mean, I'm, I, I've really, I've been very blessed. Um, you know, my career changed some, uh, actually some because of COVID, you know, not speaking engagements, not happening because large groups and on stages and things like that. But, um, but the other thing that, that changed my career a lot, I do a lot of training and development work and leadership development training. And when the black lives matter movement hit over the summer, a lot of training dollars went to diversity training rather than leadership training. So that was also a big change for me in 2020. But, you know, honestly, it, I, I haven't even noticed. I mean, nothing has slowed down. Uh, I've picked up, you know, just a bunch of different kinds of contracts. I'm now speaking virtually. I'm running programs virtually. I'm doing trainings virtually. So, uh, I mean, I miss the juice of being in front of the room. I love yeah. the interaction. I love being with people. I love being a trainer and, and, and just being in relationship with people. So I miss that. But, hey, you know, it's kind of sweet just staying at home and <laughs> on airplanes and it's all good, man. I'm, I'm loving it. And, you know, at some point we'll be back and doing, you know, doing that again. I, I actually was just booked for a couple live speaking engagements this summer. So, uh, you know, all fingers right. crossed. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. And I'm hopeful about that. So, you know, it, it's been good. I, given what so many millions of people are facing, I, I got nothing to say, man. It's been fine. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like the way that you feel about it is also the way that a lot of people feel about it, where at first, it was such a, like, you know, for some people, they were used to working online. They were used to the online thing. But for a lot, they weren't. And as they sort of transitioned into it, it was tough at first. But now they're like, man, will I ever go back? <laughs> like, will I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although I do really miss the in-person interaction. I feel like I can have so much greater impact on people's lives when we're, you know, face to face that there's so much about the energy of a person mm. that I just, I feel like is a little bit missing in the one dimensional world that you just, I, I'm able to use my energy in such a more powerful way when I'm in front of people. Is the, a lot of that, I mean, cause you focus a lot of your attention on energy. these I days, do. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and, and I always found that interesting, especially talking to you because of your heavy science background. I mean, psychotherapy, the, the last person that you would think that would be talking about energy and, and so would be somebody that's trained as a licensed psychotherapist. And I find it fascinating the intersection between those two for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love, thank you. I mean, that's really where I work is I, I call my, say, myself a science and spirituality geek uh, or metaphysics, you know, whether it's spiritual or not, but understanding that everything is energy and how to manage your energy rather than your time, manage your energy rather than your emotions um, that, that everything in life is energy. So yeah, you know, part of my moving in that, in that direction of, of starting to study personal energy rather than your psychology came from years and years and years of being a psychotherapist and recognizing this is hard to understand unless you've spent thousands of hours in the chair, but recognizing that pretty much everybody has the same story. Mm. The circumstances and the faces change, but 
but fundamentally people have this kind of way of being in the world where they feel like, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. Therefore, you know, fill in the blank. Therefore I can't be successful. Therefore I might as well go get stoned. Therefore I have, you know, whatever. Therefore, because mm, I'm not quite good enough. I don't measure up. And what if somebody finds out? So there's, there's kind of this universal problem that people have that's, that has to do with this, you know, this inner world. So your cat. (laughs) She hears me talking and she's like, what are you calling me? Are you yeah. has literally been asleep over there for the last like four hours? <laughs> and here's my voice. Nice. Nice. So what is your cat's Meat name? Bug. Yes. Meat love bug. Uh, she's been on lots of podcasts as <laughs> you can well imagine. Um, anyway. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, so thousands and thousands of hours in the chair as a psychotherapist, listening to people's stories, their pain, their experience in life and really boiling it down to like, I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable, like good enough or lovable enough. And I hope they don't find out. And, and that's all you say they like just general, like the general public or their loved ones. Right. I hope people don't figure out that I'm really not smart enough, sexy enough, talented enough, capable enough, you know, whatever this, this whole inner world of insufficiency. And then because we don't talk about that outside of a therapist's office or whatever, we, we believe it. So, and then that creates this energetic vortex of how you live in. And and what I mean by that is if, you know, if you um, hook somebody up to a electroencephalogram, you can actually follow their brain waves and what they do that creates a vibratory pattern around you. You can hook up somebody's heart patterns and, and, and actually see when someone is calm versus stressed versus depressed versus Mm -hmm. anxious you have a different, what I call a vibe. You have a different vibe about you. So, so shifting to help people understand that what you think isn't the truth. It's just what you think that your, your inner world is made up of just neurological firings based on your experiences and the past and the future that you either believe or don't believe. So it's not just your past. It is also the future. So, you know, and helping people understand that be careful not to believe everything you think, because what you think isn't true. It's just what you think. So lately I've been, th- can I talk a little longer? Because I have one more thing to say. Absolutely. About. You so, got the, like, what, you, you know, what you think isn't you, right? Any more than like, you know, like, is it, you know, is my right hand? Is this me? Like if this gets cut off, I haven't read, right? If this gets cut off, do I still, no, my right hand isn't me, but we think that what we think and how we feel is me. It's not you. It's the neurological patterns that you've developed over the years that has you, you know, think and feel the way you think and feel. But the you of you supersedes that. And when you understand that you're not just the compilation of your thoughts and feelings, then you can get really creative and inventive of like, okay, then if I'm not that, then who am I? And I'm going to prove to you that you're not just your thoughts. If you know how like a song goes through your head. Yeah. Right. Music like goes through your head. So let's just do one. Like if you're happy and you know, it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know, it, clap your hands. And then we did that. I'll just be quiet for a minute. What's in your head right now? That song. Right. Now, let me ask you. Is that who you are? I hope not. Right? I mean, that's- well, I mean, happy, yes. 
Right, right, right. No, but are you that, you know, is, you know, we could have done, uh, you know, the hokey pokey, do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself. But, but am I sort of like the embodiment of that? Is that who you are? Form? No. Or is that who you are? No. Is that who you are? Does that song in your head constitute Josh? No. But we think that what we think is who we are. Now, I just proved to you in a very short exercise that what you think isn't who you are. People are like, well, you know, but I think I'm not got it. It's just what you think. Or the or the other one, my other favorite one is people think that what other people think is the truth. But that's mm. not what they think. That's what you think they think. <laughs> yeah. So you're like even farther removed. Right, from right, the truth. right, right, right. So anyway, all of my work, whether it's about time or money or leadership or relationships or communication, boils down to helping people understand that that learning to manage your inner world of belief, emotion, attitude, and thought really is the most critical thing that you can ever learn. And then I just teach people how to do it. And it's super fun and super easy. It's not uh, super simple, but not easy. There's simple concepts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I've talked enough. What do you have to say? No, 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 no. It's it's so good. Honestly. uh, But you know, a couple of questions as you, that went through my mind as you're talking about this, right? So Number one, do you find as you go through this with people, right? They have this, they have this belief that what they think is who they are. Yeah. On the contrary to that, if they then have complete and absolute power to think whatever thoughts that they want, that will probably end up manifesting themselves in some physical form. In a very different way. Right? In a very different way, right? Then do you find it easier for, to suggest that people simply stop thinking those negative thoughts or do they replace them with positive ones? Like it's still okay to have the negative ones. Yeah, it's of course, you know, so that's the other thing. Such a great point, Josh, you know, negative thoughts are part of the human design. It's, it's part of what keeps you safe. It's part of your, you know, your egoic system that has you not, you know, just run out and do dangerous and harmful things, hopefully. Um, So, you know, so that kind of base, you know, depending on where you are in the spectrum, either occasional negative thoughts or constant negative thoughts. Yeah. And I've dealt with people on all spectrums. I used to be a person with constant negative thoughts. And over years and years of practice, I am now a person who has like 50, about, you know, 40, 50% negative thoughts, honestly, just so you know that, like, so this is who you're talking to. Long history of chronic depression, long history of being on medications, you know, I, absolute psychological train freaking wreck is who I was. Yeah. Right? I mean, we taught like if they're, I mean, cause I read your background uh, or at least what you've described and it was extremely traumatic at a young age where you're so impressionable. Yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots of early trauma and, you know, a lot of death in my family and unexpected death and, you know, violence, just really difficult, difficult early years. And, um, and so, you know, what, for whatever reason, you know, then addictions that followed that to try to kind of figure that out. So really, like, you know, I've recovered from depression and anxiety disorder. I was once diagnosed with whatever this will, will make people think of me with borderline personality disorder in my early 20s. So I was a psychological train wreck uh, that led to a whole bunch of addictions that I now say I have overcome. 
I, you know, mm-hmm. I am ad- free of addictions. And I know that goes against the 12 step philosophy, you know, there, but for the grace of God. So anyway, so all of this psychological training work, I now say I'm, I'm probably about 60, 40, where most of my thoughts are really empowered and I'm really happy. So we'd be like, well, wait a minute, if you have like 40%, maybe 50% negative thoughts, how would you say you're really happy? Here's the trick. I don't give a shit that I think that way. It means nothing to me. I don't empower the negative. It's like, damn, you've been saying that since you were 10. You got nothing better to say. So your question, do you ignore it or do you replace it? Actually, in my book on uh, Money Vibe, I teach a three-step process that helps people learn how to disempower it. And it's... um, the first catch it, identify it, see it like, oh, God, there it is again. You know, oh, the you're such a loser or the, you know, whatever, you know, blah, 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 blah. There it is. See it. Self-awareness. Yep. And then second, challenge it, which is to me just talking back to it from your higher mind, which, by the way, is who you really are. Because for all those people are like, what does she mean? I'm not my thoughts. Who am I? Well, you have a higher mind capacity that you can link to at any point when you develop self-awareness. So you challenge it. By um, using your higher mind to say, like, you know, so here's how I challenge it. I'm a little snarky. Like, you've been saying that since you were 10. Can't you do any better than that? Or <laughs> is that the future you want to live into? Is that the experience you want to have of life? Is that true? If you were to go poll 100 people, would they say that that's true? Right? So you, t- you debunk this inner voice that's like, rah, 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 and just neurological functioning. So catch it, challenge it. And then the third is change it. How do you, you know, like, rather than that, rather than, oh, your work doesn't matter. And why do you even bother showing up? You know, what do you want to think about your work in your life? Well, let me think. Last week alone, I got five emails from people telling me the difference my work has made in their life. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. So obviously something's <laughs> going well. Yeah. Something's making, something's working here. Right. So, it, and, you know, or you use other ways of like, you know, I'm, it doesn't always have to be external evidence. It can, it can be a belief. You know, I'm one with the universal flow of life itself. I am an expression of life. And therefore, you know, who I am is sacred. Life is sacred. Who I am is sacred. So it can be, however, you can be snarky, you can be philosophical, but you can be spiritual. But the the process is, you know, catch it, observe it, challenge it. Like, really? Is that which the future you want to live into? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, uh, yeah, sorry. There's all kinds of crazy background noises. And oh, stuff it makes me feel better about my cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, surprised that Elvis hasn't made an appearance yet. I'm sure uh, Elvis the rooster is just waiting, just oh, waiting great. in the wings. That's um, great. Your rooster and my cat. We've got the, <laughs> I, have a, I have a puppy around here somewhere too, but fortunately she's asleep. Well, I'll tell you, like, uh, like as you talk about this, I mean, I can certainly, I can certainly relate to a lot of it. And it sounds to me like, those negative thoughts are kind of like a, a lower vibration, a, a lower level thought. It's like almost like the low hanging fruit of the mental world, right? Where you, where it's just so easy to just grab on. And what I think you're trying to say is, uh, is that, is that you first need to identify what those are. And some people I feel like don't even do that. Like it's just, right. they, you know, they don't even, right. they don't even take the time to really articulate it, it just simply becomes a feeling at that point, right? You know, a constant. That's, that's why I say it's simple but not easy. So yeah. the principles I just said to you are super simple. You know, you can teach it to a child. But what's challenging about it is the precursor. It, re, it the the prerequisite is a high level of self awareness. Mm-hmm. 
the ability to observe what I'm thinking and feeling in the moment. And most people is this is another thing I teach about self-awareness. Most people think self-awareness means, you know, I'm very aware that I'm pissed off that he said that. Or I'm very aware that I feel, you know, uh, offended that she did that. That's one level of self-awareness. But a deeper level of self-awareness and what I encourage people to go for is what is it about me that's upset that those things happened? What do I believe? What, what, how am I empowering that person or that circumstance to have an impact on me? What, what value am I placing on that outer experience rather than on myself? Mm-hmm. So that's a whole other level of self-awareness that I yeah. really encourage people to cultivate. You know, it's great. Oh, I'm aware that, you know, you pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, great. But, but figure out why, like get to the root of the problem. You saw the symptom, right? But now right. get to the, get to the what heart. What do I believe? What is it about me that's empowering you rather than me? Let me throw this up here. Perian says, Jack, you are preaching the truth. Uh, we love your wisdom. Ah, dude, thanks so much, man. Let's be <laughs> me on Facebook. Uh, um, so is that when, so when you talk about managing your energy instead of your time, yeah. right? Yeah. You talk yeah, about yeah. that is how does the idea of managing energy kind of come into play with, with self-awareness? Yeah, that's so, such a great question. So most, so you know this, Josh, you run a lot of professionals, a lot of entrepreneurs. Most people walk around like, oh my God, I've got so much to do. I'm so busy. I'm saying, so, you know, you ask me, how are you doing? Oh, oh, I'm just so busy, right? It's just busy is the new rich. Right. So, um, but what you, you know, and then you say to people, oh, wow, you know, it's awesome. What are you up to? Uh, (laughs) You know, a a lot of people aren't as able, you know, at the end of the day, like, oh my God, I was so busy today. Well, what did you do? A lot of people are busy, but they're not productive. So that's a big distinction that I teach that there's actually a set of qualities, characteristics, and skill sets that show up as being busy and qualities, characteristics, and skill sets that show up as being productive. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that I have people, you know, self-awareness and managing energy is just start paying attention to how are you using the resource of time that you have? Because, you know, you might have noticed this. We all have the same resource. If you got up today, you got 24 ahead of you, God willing. Right. So we all have the same resource. So I, I, one of the things I like to say in this program is there's no such thing as time management because time is not the freaking variable. So what's the variable? You. So it's self-management, energy management. So you have to have a high degree of self-awareness so that you can manage yourself in time. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So I, how uh... do you do that? You pay attention to, you know, what am I you know, not just what do I have to do? One of my other favorite phrases is there's more to life than getting things done. So not just what I have to do, but like, what are my commitments in life? What am I committed to? And from that, I have people start paying attention to how are they going to use their time, meaning yes, schedule their time according to their values, their commitments, and the things that they want to be accomplishing and delivering in life. Yep. It's a a powerful empowered and really super clear way to live. You know, I just heard a really interesting way to say this, and I'm curious what your thoughts are, right? Okay. As it pertains to the idea of self-awareness and self-discipline being a more freeing exercise than not, right? And so the here was the there example. There is no freedom without 
you know, the ability Exa- to master. Exactly. Them. Exactly. Like, and the example was this, imagine that you're riding a bicycle, right? The more, the more that, you know, the more mastery you have over that bicycle, the more tricks that you can do. Right. Right. The more As fun opposed, you can have. The more fun you can have, the more places that you can go, the more yes, things that yeah. you can do with that bike. If you don't have that level of mastery, you're just going to get entangled in a bunch of sloppy mess. You know, you're, you're going to be horrible. You're going to fall all the time. And I feel like that was such a cool counterintuitive way to yeah. think about it. Because normally when people think of really self-disciplined people, they think, oh, it's so rigid and in a box and they don't right. have any freedom whatsoever. It's actually the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. I, I say there's no freedom without accountability. And there's no freedom without, you know, self-mastery. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, people, when I d- explain my whole system, the calming the chaos, you know, self-management system, that often is people be like, oh, that's so rigid. How can you live that way? And I just look at them like, it's your life. It's your schedule. And one of the stories I like to tell is I was finishing my third book on my Money Vibe book one summer and I was up at my summer home up in the Thousand Islands and I was like, you know, right down to like the last chapter, the last piece. And like, I'm going to, you know, I was in my schedule, like finish the last chapter today, get it off to the publisher. I was like so excited about it. And that morning at like eight o'clock in the morning, one of my best friends from high school is in town for the week and just for the week. And she's like, you know, I'm free this morning, uh, you know, until like 1230. Can we go for a bike ride? And here I am like, I'm the one that teaches schedule your life and live your schedule. Right. So what did I, so what did I do? You know, do I finish the chapter? And I had friends coming in town uh, like that Wednesday or something. So I knew if I didn't finish it today, it was going to be another week, maybe two weeks before I actually got it done. You know, so I was my mind. I said, so what did I do? And most people were like, you finished this, the book. I'm like, hell no. I went for a bike ride. <laughs> I went for a bike ride. Why? You know, it's not just about, you know, there's more to life than getting things done. Say hi to love book. There's more to life than, to, there is more to life than getting things done. I knew I would finish the book. I, I knew that I could count on myself to do that. And my friend was only there for that amount of time. What do I want to experience? How do I want to experience myself? I don't want to experience myself like, oh, no, I can't do that because I have my on my calendar. Shut up. Like, that's no way to live. So it's both. And it's the structure of my calendar and my schedule and my clarity of what I want to accomplish and knowing my values and then living that and 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 then being able to be like, OK, I'm not going to do it then. I'm adaptable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in- Exactly right. So I went for the bike ride, hung out with my girlfriend, had a great time, you know, hadn't seen each other for a while. Um, and I finished the book, like, I don't know, whatever, 10 days later. And it got published and it was an Amazon bestseller. So like, <laughs> so bam, yeah, it's like, uh, right. so, you know, it's not about being rigid, but when people are kind of over here living in the, well, we'll see how it goes, you know, uh, I'll see what I feel like doing. When people are way over the other extreme, I get where it can feel rigid. But then I just ask people, like, how do you want to feel? And most people say, well, I want to feel, you know, peaceful and I want to feel effective. I want to feel like I'm making a difference. I want to feel successful. And I say, does the way that you're currently currently living with it, I'll see it. I'll do it when I feel like it. Does it give you that? And when people tell the truth, most often it's no. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I totally, I, I, man, I can relate to so much of this, uh, I do like to ask every here. Okay. I'm going to pull this up. Check this out. All right. Good, good, good. Let me see. So I do like to, to ask people a specific question on this show, because what you're saying, I 100% agree with 
you know, figuring out having the self-awareness to understand your, your life, what you want to get out of it. Right. Yeah. And feeling comfortable in your mastery of your own energy, you know, so that you can be flexible when cool things pop up at the last minute, or, you know, just like when we were, you know, sailing on the St. Lawrence and on the St. Lawrence and Gulf of St. Lawrence, like you got to just adapt, like, you know, wind changes, the sea picks up, like you got to figure out what to do. There's no, no real shelter to that. So, right. Right. Absolutely. So how then, um, you kind of touched on it before, but now we can make it official. Like, uh, how then do you suggest that people start? If there was one first step that they could start to do in order to achieve that level of self-awareness and that mastery of their energy, what would you suggest that they do? Well, what would I suggest that they do to achieve awareness and mastery is different than the question on there. If you could only, if you could only suggest one thing people do every day, what would it be? So the answer to those two questions is different. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let me hear then, because this is way more general, right? It's just like, if you should just do this every day, like this is going well, to simple and easy. So, uh, you know, but it, it's not grounded in anything. So let me answer both of them. Okay. Let's hear it More on the screen. One thing people should do every day, uh, schedule your life and live your schedule. Start the week. Uh, I do it Friday afternoons. I populate my whole next week with what is it I'm going to accomplish and not just face-to-face meetings. Most people only put down face-to-face meetings. You know, everything that I'm working on shows up on my schedule, everything I have to write, every report I have to do, every prep for the podcast, every, you know, everything I do shows up on my calendars of spiritual time, physical time, well-being time, family time, commuting time. I even put in my commuting time what phone calls I'm going to make while I'm commuting. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's illegal or whatever. Don't do it if it's illegal. But whatever, you know, (laughs) so like really super clear. But then going to your other question, how do people really ground themselves in that level of self-awareness and self-mastery? I would say start with knowing what you most value and want to experience and contribute in life. Are we talking on a level? Are we talking on a level of self-fulfillment as in love or um, or happiness or peace of mind? Or is it more tangible than that? Right. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think those things are important, but there are certain things that all of us want, right? Like love, happiness, peace of mind, you know, family and all of that. I say, what do you want? What qualities do you want to bring to every area of your life? So for me, some of my core values are transformation of consciousness, freedom, fulfillment, and passion. Those are three of my, and then contribution to, you know, to the greater good. So notice like I'm a mother, I'm married, but notice family's not on there anywhere. Right. So my values aren't just like the things I want, but who do I want to be? What do I want to bring to everything in my life? So freedom, fulfillment and passion. You know, obviously, I'm an entrepreneur, probably not going to have those values and be a, you know, eight to four, nine to five employee, just, you know, kind of banging out the day. Right. So I would say really look at who you want to be, what qualities and characteristics you want to bring no matter what you're doing in life. So whether I'm standing in line at the grocery store, standing at my son's soccer game or coaching somebody or on a podcast, this is, this is how I want to show up. Yeah. No, I love core values. So that I, you I say core part of increasing your self-awareness because then immediately what shows up is when I'm not being that I do not wake up passionate in the morning. you, <laughs> Right. So then it's like, Oh, Oh wow. You know, I'm being bitchy or I'm being, like uh, uh, unmotivated. Well, okay. What are my core values? Passion is one of my core values. Okay. Right. Got it. What am I committed to transforming the world in high vibe living? I'm super committed to that. That will get me moving in the day, grounding myself with my awareness and what I value. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like running yourself through a system check. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great, Josh. I love that. When, when you say, though, transformation of consciousness, that was the first thing that you mentioned, yeah. right? What mm-hmm. does that actually mean for that's you? That's so great. Thank you. So in my book, uh, the Calming the Chaos book, in my Money Vibe book, you will see a model that I teach of transformation of consciousness. That's four layers from living in survival and just getting by and man, this sucks. And how am I going to do this to stress of like, Oh, I can do it, but it's so hard to transformation of like, Hey, you know, life is, and I am therefore maybe I should align with the universe a little bit more and life gets easier to transcendence where it's all kind of a game and it doesn't really matter what level I want to play. So I teach a model of, and I say our purpose in life is to move up these levels of consciousness from survival, you know, to stress, to transformation, to transcendence, living a transcendent life. Is a yep. I teach. And it's all about how do you, how do you develop your consciousness? How do you develop your mindset into a person who is just transcending? There's a, uh, there's, there's this, the yeah, did you hear it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so there's this, um, I was just talking about this actually with somebody the other day. Uh, there is a great video called the, the known universe. And I've mentioned it before on this show, right? But it has you starting at like the top of Everest and it zooms all the way out to the very, very edges of what we know as the universe through radio wow. telescopes. Right. And, and then zooms back in. So it does like this back and then back in and, and it helps you put things into perspective, right. In your own life. Like to, I feel like that's, that almost like rockets you to the transcendence level because you, you're just like, dude, all of these little like worries and stuff that I have during the day, like it actually means nothing in the grand scheme. It is such a small minuscule, almost inconsequential thing in the grand scheme of things. Like, why do I even need to devote energy to it? That is a transcendent perspective and not apathy. Yeah, exactly. Screw it. Not apathy. That's actually a survival consciousness. Like, it's just too hard. Screw it. So it's really acceptance rather than apathy. And people confuse those two. It is what it is versus it is what it is. Right. You can use that same phrase to completely communicate cynicism, resignation and despair or communicate complete acceptance and transcendence. Like really life is unfolding the way it is unfolding. And I'm going to be at peace with that. Do you then find that if people do that, like the people that you've at least worked with, that they um, there also becomes a feeling like it's attached to a feeling of helplessness? Like if you take that and adopt that fully. Right. And you say, look, whatever happens, happens. Right. Do they do people feel helpless in that scenario or do they say to themselves, look, anything that happens is okay because, to be honest, I derive my self-worth and my my happiness and confidence from an internal view. Right. Like uh, it doesn't matter what happens externally. Like I'll be able to handle it. Yeah, I mean, again, I think there's a huge difference between apathy and resignation and acceptance. So I have not seen people who transcend to that level of consciousness of accepting life on life's terms become apathetic. You know, I've seen the other way where people really understand that they think they're being all Zen when really essentially they're being resigned. So to me, living a life of acceptance and surrender is the most empowered way to live. Now, I also think that 
acceptance and surrender coupled with action, clear intentional action based on your values and your vision for yourself is the most powerful way to live. And that's really the one of the core messages. I, I call it living in the domain of miracles, that you're living in this very high level of consciousness and high vibe of accepting that I am who I am and life is the way life is unfolding. And I, you know, one of my fundamental beliefs is life is always happening for me, not to me. So holding those high, high vibes, high vibe beliefs, and then being in action around what I value and what I want to contribute to the world, what I want to express, what I want to experience. Um, it's, it, it's a freaking miraculous way to live. <laughs> Yeah, because then all kinds of things just show up in the world that meet you and help you bring forth your highest and best self versus let's go back to apathy of like, ah, screw it. You know, it's not going to work anyway. Then you don't do anything. Then your contribution to the world. And what you know, how does the universe meet that? Well, there's nothing to meet because there's no intention. It's like, I mean, to take it back to the sailing, right? And the water, just because I know you and I like totally vibe with that right it's it's as if you know you have a small sailboat out in the middle of the ocean yeah and uh you know what forget it not even a sailboat let's call it a rowboat right (laughs) because a little because and 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 the waves the wind i mean they can push you in every direction and there is literally nothing that you can do about that yeah but you can choose to row in a direction yeah right or you can choose to just bring in the oars and kind of let life take you away right Or jump over, you know, you can choose to jump over and be like, yeah, I'm done. Peace out. Yeah, exactly. But if you choose to row, then yes, you're going to row through some storms and squalls that are completely out of your control, but at least you're moving in a direction somewhere. At least you're moving in a direction and you have intention. See, there's energy behind intention. Intention has energy to it. So when you hold intention and you start taking action toward it, that's communicating. You know, I, I say that your vibe, you know, that you have your own individual vibe that kind of gels with the energetic matrix that the universe is, the, the collective consciousness, if you will, that the universe is. And at what level do you want to connect? Do you want to connect on the energetic matrix of like, ah, screw it and, you know, nothing I can do anyway? Yeah. Do you want to connect at the energetic matrix of like life is unfolding perfectly and here's my contribution and here's how I'm going to, you know, engage with that. The more you operate at that level of consciousness or that vibe, you know, just the more the universe steps up to help and support you. It's extraordinary what happens. I could tell you story after story after story of, of you know, I mean, how did my life go from that train wreck to to what it is today. You know, it wasn't just sitting in some therapist's office or some 12 step room. It was also a lot of changing my beliefs, changing my consciousness so that I now connect at a very different level, uh, if you will, of the energetic matrix of life itself. I love it. And people are attracted to that. Like, like there is a magnetism to that. Exactly right. That's how you and I connect. You know, how do we find each other? You know, just so that this person know this person that, oh, who should I talk to? Oh, you should talk to Jackie Woodside. And this is how we met. That's right. That's right. And uh, and Christina O'Leary, who happens to also be one of those incredibly energetic and magnetic people, you know, that's how I know that she lives. She says, I am literally here raising the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Christine, thank you. Dude, how do you put those little things up there? That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is all part of StreamYard. Look at you. And I'll tell you. And so, Lyndon, by the way, so anybody that's listening right now, um, 
in the comments of the Facebook, Lyndon was kind enough to put the actual YouTube video of the known universe. I know that's what it Whoa, must be. That Lyndon, is so awesome. Lyndon is also somebody that lives on that higher vibration. I feel like you guys would really, would oh, really hit it off. Guys, be sure you connect with me and join the Vibe Tribe on Facebook. You'll 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 find me there, uh, the Vibe Tribe on Facebook. And connect with me on Facebook as well. You are definitely my people. We are speaking the same language. Yes. I'll tell you, that is one of the things, you know, we we're talking before about that, you know, I'm at like 40, 50% negative positive thinking. One of the ways that really has helped a lot is just being a spiritual teacher and surrounding myself with high vibe people. It's, uh, you know, it is the best gift that in my marriage, I guess, are the best gifts that I've been given. Yeah, no, it really makes a huge difference. It makes such a huge difference. Uh, and, but I do want to hold on before we go any farther. I do want to loop back because I like to follow up this question with this one, right? Okay. Your suggestion was essentially to start to understand what your values are, right? Create that systems checklist for yourself, right? Figure out in various moments of the day how you're feeling and, 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 what you believe in, you know, what you, what you personally believe in there. I would imagine that some people have never done that before and they're not actually even sure what the hell they believe in yet, but they got to figure it out. So in the quest of doing that, if they were to just think about that for the next 30 days and come up with those things, and then, you know, like, like compare the day's events to the things that they truly believe in for themselves in your experience, what the hell would happen to them? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have a course for that, by the way. They don't have to do it on their own. Um, I have a course called the Life Design Course that is designed to do exactly what we're talking about. But um, so, you know, there, there's an inside-out approach, and then there's an outside-in approach. So what you just described, paying attention, how do I think, how do I feel, do that for 30 days, that's not really grounded. It's not tangible. So I want to actually go to the outside in approach, if you don't mind, and say sure. for 30 days, if someone for 30 days spent every Friday night or Monday morning, whatever, populating their calendar with all of their commitments, what do you have to do today? What do you have to do tomorrow? What do you have to do Wednesday? Not even what do you have to do? What do you want to do? So it might mean that you spend an hour doing yoga instead of another hour doing whatever you're doing online. It might mean that you spend 30 minutes in meditation rather than 30 minutes on social media. Like, actually, what do you have to do and want to do? And then, I mean, literally put that on your calendar. Populate your calendar with what you have to and want to do to be your full self-expression in life. I color code my calendar according to my core values. So you can see all of my values, on my calendar, like I can. So a very quick glance, I can see, am I living true? Yes or no? Because the colors are going to tell me that. So if, if people, someone for if someone consistently for 30 days, spent every single week populating their calendar. And then at the end of every day, you know, making sure everything got done, if not moving it forward, kind of really living uh, in relationship to time in a new and different way, what they would experience at the end of those 30 days is ridiculously heightened productivity. They would get so much more done, it's not even funny. They would feel a greater sense of peace of mind because rather than walking around with, oh my God, when am I going to do that? I got to get that done. When am I going to do that? When am I going to do that? It's all right in front of them. Your mind is not a structure. 
a calendar is a structure. Your mind, things disappear. Have you noticed? (laughs) (laughs) You you forget things disappear. Your calendar is a structure. So rather than, oh, what am I going to, I got to do, I got to do that, which causes stress, which causes your frontal lobes to be less effective, which has you procrastinate and then you get it less done. Imagine taking all of that off the table. And she's like, oh, when am I going to get that done? Oh, I've got a schedule for Thursday at three. Oh, right. When am I going to get that done? Oh, I'm doing that Friday morning at nine. Boom. Like your frontal lobes are back online. You're less stressed. You're more productive. You have greater peace of mind. And then the third thing that you'll find is that you are living in such high alignment of who you are, what you value and what you're actually doing, that your happiness will increase exponentially. Yeah. And thus like spill over to anything that you're doing, nuts. you know, it's nuts. Your, your vibe rises. So that's why I say there's the inside out approach, what you were talking about, pay attention with your, vet. and then there's the outside in approach. Just sit down with your freaking calendar, you yeah. know, you do it on paper. If you have to, at first, just puke up that fur ball. What do you want your life to look like? <laughs> and then take that list, puke up that fur ball of like, this is what I want my life to look like and translate that to your calendar. Now, look, I know you might still have some things on your count that you have to do that you don't want to do. I got it. But you have to start somewhere. More purples on my calendar, more heart-centered my life is. I love that, Lyndon. That's great. Do you, I'm curious, actually, with your calendar, too, is it the same situation where you have, like, you have these, these, these almost categories, right, these values that you have that are color-coded. Do you try and, and, I don't know, place each color on every day consistently? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, so that's the idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't always succeed at that. I don't always succeed at that, but yeah, my, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that is absolutely the intention. So, you know, every day I have spiritual practice, every day I have family time, every day I'm doing something physical, you know, moving my body and every day, five, five, six days a week, I'm doing something for my mission, my self-expression, you know, forwarding yeah. my business, forwarding my relationships with, uh, with the people that I work with, the coaches that I train, the clients that I serve, you know, so and that's, you know, people are like, oh, but you don't want to work weekends. It's like, shut up. It's not, if it's not work. Yeah. Like- it doesn't feel like we're, I, that's what I say all the time with people is that, you know, you, we work so many hours, but it's not like the same work that you would experience right. going to a nine to five job. It's not right. the same. It's play. It is yeah. absolutely, or self-expression. You know, that's what I call it. It's absolutely a self-expression for me. Yep. Yep. I, I, I love this. I love this. I know there's a lot of people here that really don't want this episode to end. They want to continue the conversation. How do they do that with you? Tell oh, me right, what you right, got right. going no, on in your you life. All have to connect with me on Facebook. Um, I, you know, I have a few pages. There's Jackie Woodside Speaker is my professional page. My personal page is just Jackie Woodside. Uh, I have a group called Life Design and a group called uh, the Vibe Tribe. The Vibe Tribe is by far the most active of those places. So connect with me there. And then, um, you know, if you want to work with me, I train coaches. I uh, have. Uh, 26 different curriculums that I train coaches in. Uh, so I, I, I train coaches and I do coaching. Um, and you can just reach me at Jackie at JackieWoodside.com. I love it. And you've, and you've also, in addition to the email, you've also got Calming the Chaos um, like portion of the book, essentially, that is in the show notes link. We put that in. Well, it's not a portion of the book. I am giving your listeners the ebook free. There you go. Man, Ooh. I totally... And even I thought you were just given a portion, the no, whole book. Dude, I'm giving awesome. people the free ebook. What? You know, you, you know, I had a mentor back, gosh, probably 15 years ago. Uh, his name was Jim Labrie from the Unity Church Movement. And he used to say to me, Jackie, you can't outgive God. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
mic drop, right? You cannot give God. So, you know, I value uh, living a transcendent life. I, I value uh, giving and contribution. These are my core values, right? So just make it stupidly easy for people. Um, so yeah, there's the, whatever the link in the show notes is a link that people can download the Calming the Chaos ebook for free. That is so generous of you. I uh, honestly, this has been one of my favorite conversations thus far. Score. I knew, I knew this was going to be a good one. That's why we kept it up. I'm so glad that we could make it happen. Uh, yeah, let's do it again and talk about money next time. We do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because yeah, I've got, you know, I have equally as many, you know, clear thoughts about, I, I also went from homeless to seven figures. So figure that out. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's just, it's, again, it's not hard. I mean, without getting into it, I am curious, though, do you find that what we talked about today, the idea of aligning yourself with your core, with core values and managing your energy, that's the prerequisite to the money, right? You do that, you achieve, you know, you kind of like prerequisite to everything. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. So, right. I've written a book about time. I've written a book about money and I've written a book about change. Basically it's the same book, (laughs) you know, uh, written on different topics because those are the areas that people get really uh, anxious and, that we have really limiting beliefs around time, money, and change. Yeah, yeah. And if you deal with that inner world, and again, I'm saying this like it's no big deal. You know, it damn near killed me to figure this out. Like literally damn near killed me to figure this out. But once you get to the other side of that, and I, I think when your energy raises to a high enough level on that consciousness spiral or consciousness uh, levels, it, it's just a tipping point and everything changes. Yep. I agree. I agree. I, uh, Honestly, this is this has been so good. Uh, I I don't want this to end. I have so many more questions for you, but we have been talking for fifty straight minutes now. Easy, wow! I, I feel like we just said hello. I know, I know. I agree. That means it was good. Uh, well, I just want to say thank you again because I yeah. know you're uh, got a lot going on, and I just I so appreciate your time. I also like to ask at the end if you could leave people with just a nugget of Jackie wisdom. What would you want to say? Um, Yeah, you know, there's more to life than getting things done. (laughs) Um, Don't stop being so damn busy and really focus on, are you living true? Are you accomplishing and bringing forth who you came here to be? Your highest expression of your God self on earth. Uh, your, your, are your values being lived is, do you know that you have a mission? I say your purpose is to grow in consciousness. So you've got that handled. Are you growing in consciousness? So there's more to life than getting things done. Stop being so busy and enjoy actually bringing forth your highest and best self. I love it. You guys heard it first, heard it first here on fire builders live. Jackie, you're so good. This has been such an amazing conversation. Uh, thank you for being here. You're very welcome. It's it's just an honor and a pleasure to hang out with you. Yes. Well, I appreciate that. And guys, that wraps up another amazing episode of Fire Builders Live. Josh, Jackie, Elvis, the rooster, somewhere around here. Uh, what was it? Furball, was it the cat? What was love, it? Bug. love bug. Love, love bug. Love bug the cat. cat, right, is around here somewhere. Guys, thank you for tuning in so much. Um, we stream live Monday through Saturday, six awesome. days a week, wow. right? So join us again on another one. I am legally obligated now to tell you because I have a lot of people saying that how do we support the show? 
if you go to firebuilderslive.com, uh, there are ways to support Fire Builders Live. You can read all about it. I would so appreciate the help and the support. You can read about this story and how it all started. That's it. Jackie, we're signing off another episode. Thank you again. Peace out. Peace out. Josh, Jackie, Elvis, Love Bug, we're out of here. See you guys. <laughs>